Hello listeners and welcome to episode 2 of Retrospective Replay, a serialized podcast taking an in-depth look into video games. This is Resident Evil 4. Ian, and with me tonight is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm okay. Um, we have been getting, well, we got hammered off Storm Malik at the weekend, didn't we? And mm. I lost half of my roof, well, half of the ridge tiles on the roof, so that'll be a fun job. That sounds like quite the fun thing. I was going to say somebody raised the roof or something. Some, is there some song about bring the roof down? Uh, bringing the roof down, I don't know. I know the roof is on fire. Yeah, when your roof wasn't on fire, it was the wind. It was the wind, but lots of people have had it worse, so it's fixable, and it will get fixed in a while, a couple of weeks maybe. Right, so... Good week when you talk about the weather. Oh yeah, totally. So let's see, should I just mention socials? As always, Twitter, at RetroReplayPod. Facebook, Retrospective Replay Podcast. Gmail, if you want to email us in. Nobody ever has. However, I will say it. Retrospective Replay, gmail.com. Nobody uses email these days. No, not really. Not for this kind of thing. No. It's like back in the olden days with TV shows. It's like, send your entries to P.O. Box, whatever. You know, like, um, you've been framed and stuff. Yeah. The Imagine day sending part. a tape through the post. I know. Must cost a, well, must, must have been cheap anyway. Yeah, I suppose not. Should I mention patch notes? Yeah, go on. So I said last week, what happens when you go back to the truck, like the the Jeep? So I ran back, I started the game again, did that first bit, ran back to the Jeep, and the Jeep has indeed been pushed into like the river down at the, like in the ravine, and the bridge is also out. So you can't go back around, so you've got to move on. So where did we leave it last week? At the end of chapter 1-1? One, one, yes. And there was... A man, wasn't there? We found a man in a cupboard. In a wardrobe. <laughs> we found someone came out of the closet and it definitely wasn't redacted. We gotta be careful with this. It could have been redacted as well. We gotta be careful with podcasts and stuff given all of the controversy with Spotify and whatnot. So we yeah, just, I know. Just, just... I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, don't so... edit that, but we're just, <laughs> just joking. Well, yeah. Well, yours. Not, you said it. I'm not liable. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna have it uh, redacted. Just have a voice going redacted, and then we'll never know who I was talking about. Let's see. A man fell out of a wardrobe. Him and Liam were just talking when the chief came in with some henchmen, and they were both knocked out. That's the wrong. That's not his name. They referred to him as the Big Cheese. No, well, they did. They call him, you know, the Big Cheese. But he was Chief. Torres Mendez, wasn't it? I think he signed it off as the the note. Yeah, but the guy who was in the closet said the big cheese. Yeah, the big cheese. So the big cheese came in and he knocked them both out. So chapter one, two now starts and screen's blank, but we can hear somebody talking who says, feeble humans, let us give you our power. And there's a guy in like a purple robe holding a syringe. It's like got this purple liquid in with a massive ball in it, which looks huge. Yeah. And I don't understand, but it goes somehow managed to go through the needle of the syringe into Neon's neck. And then we get a look at the guy. He looks like a, um, 
Emperor Palpatine from the Star Wars. It does look like Emperor Palpatine, especially with the hood and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, man. Now, if if somebody looks like Admiral Akbar, we'll have, like... <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap! But anyway, the cult leader starts talking and says, Soon you will be unable to resist this intoxicating power. Unlimited power. <laughs> it is Palpatine. It is Palpatine. Man. Leon finally wakes up and he's in another room and he's bound to the Spaniard that he found before. And Leon tells the man to wake up. And as he does, he, he, he starts, it's like stereotypical Spanish, isn't it? Like like Spanish stereotypes. But yeah, he's, he's like, ay, ay, ay. Yeah. <laughs> like Speedy Gonzales. Yeah. And he says, we crawl out of a hole into another. And Leon asks him to tell him what's going on. And the man says, you're American? But it's weird because he says, Americano, see? Now what brings a bloke like you to this part of the world? And I've never had a Spanish person use the word bloke before. Also, why did he start speaking Spanish and then change straight to, to English? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess he just assumed that he would understand what he meant by Americano, see? He means, I assumed he would. You know, I think everybody probably knows what he means by that. Also, I've never heard an ref- American referred to as a bloke. Yeah, or a Spaniard saying bloke. Very, it's very British, isn't it, bloke? So Leon tries to free himself, but ends up hurting the man. And then the man says, let me guess. No, no, he shows him a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You're right. He shows him a picture. Uh, and then he says, let me guess. She's the president's daughter. And Leon tells him that's too good for a guess. And if you would like to explain. And the man starts to joke, saying, psychic powers. No, I'm just kidding with you, amigo. Then we see from outside, and a Gennardo. Is Gennardo an actual... I want to know this. Is Gennardo like an actual word, or is it just what they call the enemy in this game? I have no idea. Gennardo translates as livestock, according to Google Translate. Okay. Cattle, livestock, yeah. Beasts. Stock of cattle, okay. So they're just getting called, like, livestock, are they? All right, fair enough. And we see he's walking towards the building, carrying like a massive axe that's dragging behind him. The man says, I overheard one of the villagers talking about the president's daughter in the church. So then Leon asks who the man is, and he introduces himself as Luis Serra. Is that, is that how we said it? Luis? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he says he was a cop in Madrid, and now he's just a good-for-nothing guy who happens to be quite the ladies' man. Oh, God, give me a Why break. did he have to put that in? They've just they've been, they've been, oh, I don't know. It's just this. It's it's that time era, isn't it? We yeah. need to play something that's a bit more PC, not on the we, PC because we we're playing on the PC. PC. Yeah, <laughs> obvious joke. Obvious joke is obvious. <laughs> and then Leon asks him why he quits, and he says, "Being police officer, you put your life on the line, and no one appreciates you for it. Being a hero isn't what it's cracked up to anymore." Leon tells him he used to be a cop himself, but only for a day, which if you played Resident Evil 2, that's why. It's, it's Leon's first day on the job. I think, yeah. I think he's like hungover from the night before and he ends up late for work. Something like that. You know, obviously he gets out of the city and then must get swooped up by the president to go on this special unit. Leon says, somehow I managed to get myself involved with the incident in Raccoon City on my first day of the force. So he does explain it there. And then Sarah, or Luis... I wouldn't refer to him. Luis or Sarah? Luis? Luis. Luis. And Luis says, that's the incident with the viral outbreak. I think I might have seen a sample of the virus in the lab in my department. And then the Gennaro busts in, says something to him in Spanish, 
and swings at them with an axe. Both of them sort of move in tandem, don't they? Exposing the wrists, and the axe slices through the bonds, which frees them both. As Leon is about to be attacked again, he like does like a kick roll. You know, on Street Fighter Two, when he plays Ken, yeah, and he does this roll where he grabs him by the lapels and puts his foot on his chest and kicks him over. That's how it looks. Mm. The Ganado hits the ball, slides down, breaks his neck. So he's dead. During the struggle, that's when uh, Luis runs off. And Leon collects himself and calls Hunnigan. And he tells her that he couldn't get in touch sooner, but I was a bit tied up. Oh. No, just no. Rick, it's Rick all over again. Slightly cooler. Is he cooler than Rick? Actually, I think Rick's probably quite a cool guy, apart from the rubbish humour. Yeah, I don't know. I think a book kind of similar on the terrible humour sticks. Yeah. Hunnigan asks if he's okay, and he tells her that he's fine. But there was a male civilian held captive. And according to him, Ashley's in a church somewhere. Hunnigan asks what's happened to him, and he tells her that he managed to escape. She then says, do you have a location of the church? And he says, no, but apparently there's a secret passage in the village that leads there. So I'm heading back to the village. So back to gameplay. And we're in a house where the Ganado died. However, that body is missing. If you look around the room, I think it's not even there. Yeah. And there's some ammo um, and things. But as we go to leave... A man walks past a window outside at the bottom of a corridor and says, over here, stranger. He's, he's like, get over here. And he's like Scorpion. <laughs> he looks like him as well, doesn't he? I guess he does. It, he he does with the kind of mask on him and the hood and stuff, except it's yeah. blue rather than yellow. Yeah, I guess he does. And the way he talks. Yeah, like, welcome, stranger. He's always very enthusiastic. He is. He is very enthusiastic. Anyway. He's actually probably my. I think he's a lot of people's favorite character in the game. I think he's. He, I think a lot of people seem to like the, uh, like the guy. I felt really bad at one stage. You I felt bad. Ki- I got him killed. You got him killed. The monsters killed him. Oh, man, <laughs> I ran back in. I'll, anyway, we'll come to the place in a moment. But anyway, go on. I didn't know you could get him killed. I'll by. tell you what happened. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Wow, right, okay, let's let's carry on. Um, so you walk outside, and as you leave the house, it's just the sound of wind whipping through the canyon. If you go around the house to find the the merchant, the guy, you know, you, you go up to him, you interact with him, and he says, like, welcome, and he's got loads of different different things, hasn't he? You can buy items. What are you buying? You can sell items. What are you selling? And you can upgrade things. I bought a medium-sized attaché case, so I upgraded my case. I did the same. And a treasure map. Oh, I didn't buy the treasure map then. Oh, you didn't buy the treasure map. I bought the treasure map afterwards. Oh, okay. into the next merchant. Right, okay. Oh, you've missed some treasures then. I bought a sniper rifle instead. Right, you bought the rifle and attaché case. I just I stuck with the, uh, the shotgun. Um, I, I like the shotgun and like I said I bought them two things I bought a rifle and then I bought a scope for the top of it so I could shoot people from far away okay I mean it's got a scope on it anyway I think but I don't know I don't think it has a sniper scope it doesn't zoom you can in as zoom far with. you can still zoom but I don't know as far probably not I think you'll take an upgraded one so anyway turn around and then leave out of the courtyard and as we approach the door a small cutscene shows what's up ahead and it reminds me of like a mine, you know, like like it's it'd be like Indiana Jones, really. You know, there's yeah. a couple of shacks and there's there's rope bridges going from left to right of this sort of canyon, like a quarry or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as we walk through the doors into the mine slash quarry, the music Ganado Two plays. 
there's not an awful lot of talk about here, apart from, like, it's an action sequence. There's a lot of enemies. A lot of enemies. Like, what would you say, about 20, 30 in total? Yeah, what happened to me with the first time? Well, did I die this? I think I died once before I went into the to use the shotgun. Okay. Um, I, don't, I, I, I went, I opened the gate, then I went out and shot one guy, and then another guy, and then I realized there was loads of them. So then I ran back inside towards the merchant, around the back of the house. They followed me, and they killed the merchant. So they just attacked him? Oh uh, yeah, and then they killed me. Like, like, did they actually aim on the merchant and attack him? Or I'm pretty sure he, ju- he just kind of disappeared. Right. Maybe he left. Maybe. I think they killed him. Wow. He was gone. Wow. Okay. Good noise. And, and, and you can shoot him, and you could shoot him yourself. I think. No, I think, the, I think the monsters killed him. Oh sure. man, I can't believe he let him die. Oh, yeah, that was my fault. Anyway, wow. but then I died. This I didn't let him die the second time. Okay. Good. So it's not cannon. Yeah, so then I took out the sniper rifle and I picked off the guys in the high up areas first before I left the compound mm-hmm. from behind the wall. Yeah. And then, yeah, then just took out the shotgun. Yeah. All right, okay. So in, And I noticed there's a lot of dynamite guys. So if you can get them with the dynamite, you can take a few people out at once, actually. Because they tend to, like, bunch together quite a lot. Yeah, and when the people bunch together, the shotgun knocks them all down. Yeah, shotgun's really good for that. There's a building in front of us, like about halfway up, which when you get under the roof, there's a chest. And in the chest, there's a right-hand half of an emblem. In the left-hand half is above. There's a walkway above, and you go up and you get the emblem from there. So as you make your way down, there's probably more guys to kill. But if you, I, I think I killed them all. I managed to kill them all because the music stopped, and I ran around collecting whatever items I could. Yeah, once the music stops, then then they're gone. Yeah, and the wind the wind sound starts up again. But we move to the door, and use the emblems. Liam puts them together, puts them in the door, and we walk on through. It's a narrow area, um, but you're still outside, but you're walking towards what looks like a bunker. You're not sure how to describe it, really. It looks a bit like a bunker with these metal doors on the front. Yeah, it does. And as we move in, we get teased from the doorway with some treasure that you can see, but you can't get to. I'm assuming you noticed it. Yeah, like the golden mask. Yeah. Yeah. So we just work our way through the building. You know, some guys pop out. You take them. But you get to one section where you've got to take cover behind a red skip that's, like, full of, uh, like, dirt. It gives a load of protection, so you can hide behind that. Yeah. And a couple of skips ahead are some enemies who hang back because they throw dynamite at you. And if you're popped up while trying to shoot them and the dynamite goes off, you take a lot of damage. Yeah, you do. But with some timing and a bit of practice, you can take them guys down, no problem. And round the corner, you jump over a small wall and you can pick the mask up, which is what we were teased with earlier. But, however, this mask needs gems. It's got three sockets for gems. I think it's a red, green, and blue gem. Oh, no, you shouldn't sell it to the merchant then for th- for the lost amount. No. I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you get them for a while, though. I think you got to hold on to them for quite a while. Hold on but... to what? The mask? The mask, yeah. I don't think you get all the gems for a couple of hours. Yeah, I got one green gem, but it wasn't the right green gem. Okay. Oh, wait, it was a green cat's eye or something. Maybe right. It could have been it. But Maybe. it wouldn't let me combine it into it, so I'm assuming Oh, well, it's it won't be. It won't be. I think it's just called a green gem. Okay. The cat's eye might be for the beer stein, but I think you sold the beer stein. Or did you not? You didn't pick the beer stein up, did you? Yeah, I didn't get a beer stein. Oh, but you can go back for it now, though, of course. Yeah. Is there any... In this game, is there any fast travel? No, I don't think so. Ah. Uh. So you got to go back all the whole way to the village. It goes in a circle, though, doesn't it? It wouldn't take that long. Yeah, yeah I, I, think it, I think it might do. 
So from here, you carry on down and you hit a cobbled area and you move down through the cobbles and there's a guy at the very bottom, you know, one enemy. I mean, maybe he's on normal, there's a couple more enemies. Mm. There's a ladder. If you jump down, there's like these massive fish inside the small little area of yeah. water with loads of items. Yep. Did you try and shoot any of the fish? No. Did you? No, but I tried to hit him with a knife and, and I couldn't. Okay. Nothing. Just couldn't hit him. So you climb back up the ladders, which takes us... Yeah, you climb back up the ladder. And it takes you up and then you come out. If you climb up another side of ladder, you come out a well. And in the well, like, it's another one of these uh, stick, isn't it? You shoot the stick, drop the platform down where you can shoot the, the item, which is a brass pocket watch. Oh, no, I didn't get that because I obviously didn't see it. I didn't ah. have the treasure map on me. Ah, see, that's why you need the treasure map. Okay. <laughs> it's quite handy. You push on towards the house, but there's a there's a shack, which you can go in and obviously get the items. But keep going, and we get to the house via the back stairwell. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this our first puzzle? Uh, yes, it is. It is the first one. And it's pretty easy. There's a glass ball in the center of a door. And this glass ball has the insignia on it that we see all the time. And all you have to do is move it to match the other insignia. I mean, it's almost like the most pointless lock system in the world, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, because you just look at the insignia and turn it a couple of times until it looks like it. I I think I turned it up once, then left, and that was it. It opened. I was like, well, that wasn't difficult. Nope. So once we do that, a door opens into a room, and straight away you see a picture of the man that we saw earlier with the syringe, Emperor Palpatine. And stepping through the threshold of the door, we realize we're in a bedroom. And on the bed, there's a note entitled The Chief's Note. This reads, As instructed by Lord Sadler, I have the agent in confinement, alive. Why keep him alive? I do not fully understand what the Lord's intentions are. I would, however, think he'd keep them separate, not confine them together as has been ordered. I don't expect Luis to trust a stranger, but if by any chance it did cooperate, the situation could get a bit more complicated. If for some reason an unknown third party is involved, I don't think they'd let a chance like this slip by. But maybe it's all Lord Sadler's ploy, leaving us vulnerable so that this third party will surface, if they even exist, that is. It is an unlikely possibility, but if a prowler is amongst us, then our plans could be ruined. I guess Lord Sadler thinks it's worth the risk if we're able to stop whatever conspiracy is at work. At any rate, it is the Lord's call. We will trust his judgment as always. I mean, that's a weird journal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... It's very foreshadowing, presumably. Well, you've played the game. Um, I don't want to give things away, but the guy's just saying, oh no, what if someone's like hiding in the shadows and is going to come along and work with him and the two guys? Mm, I wonder, could that happen? No, I don't (laughs) think it will. As you say, it foretells something that's going to probably definitely happen. So if you open the wardrobe, bit of money... There's some bullets in the dresser drawer, and in a box is an insignia key. So obviously we need that for later. And if you click on the bookshelves, it says books in English, but I don't have time to read them. It's, it's some weird stuff that they say when you click on things. Yeah, but he doesn't have time to read them. He's got a he's got to save the president's daughter. Yeah, well maybe he could just put some in his in his backpack. Well, he doesn't wear a backpack. No, but still, where does he keep his case? His, oh, it's a good point. Magic pockets. Magic pockets, yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be magic pockets. Because he's got a huge case, although... It can keep an entire sniper rifle in it. Yeah, it can. I shouldn't have bought a sniper rifle. It takes up an awful lot of space. It does take a lot of space. 
You get the, larger cases, though, you know. And the scope takes up space on its own as well. Right, I don't have the scope. Yeah, yeah, you can take up. Uh, you can you can get bigger cases later. Yeah, well, good. I think it's medium, large, extra large. The extra large one's quite big from memory. On the other side of the room where we entered, uh, there's a metal door, and then trying to go through this triggers a cutscene. Leon is sneaking around in the house, and two men are chatting downstairs in Spanish. However, from behind him comes the chief. Leon spins around, but the chief grabs him by the throat and lifts him into the air with one hand. Leon's eyes then turn red for a moment, and he drops him to the floor as they turn back to normal. The chief then talks to him and says, Hmm, you carry the blood as us. It seems, nevertheless, you're an outsider. Just remember, if you become a nuisance to our eyes, you face severe consequences. And then he leaves to go back into the bedroom. Leon then questions, what? Same blood? And that's the end of this chapter. So, stats. You got your stats? I do have my stats. Okay, so I wrote down both my chapter stats and my total stats. Yeah, I took a screenshot. Right. My hit ratio for this chapter... Oh, actually, is it is it first chapter? Yeah, it will be, yeah. So 76% for this chapter and 82% total. I had 95% for this chapter and 89% wow. in total. Wow. Decent. Uh, more accurate. Enemies killed. I killed 50 this chapter and 86 in total. I killed 52 in this chapter and 79 in total. So I've just given up not killing people and just gone hell for leather. Yeah. Wow. That's a, you've killed a lot there. And then I've died zero times. I died once. So you've died four in total or not? Or I've just died one? four in total, yeah. Total. But that first time was because of the cutscene thing and the big rolling yeah. boulder. I've did had more ha- cutscenes since, and that's fine, since I added in the um, Oh, yeah, you did patch. do the patch, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier with that patch on, isn't it? Yeah, because you've got time to do it. Yeah. I'm surprised we were able to do it the first time, to be honest. Even though you died three times, I'm surprised we were able to do the, the boulder. Yeah, I did. So I'm not counting that as it. That's deaths. I've died once. Okay. We'll knock three off because it was a bug in the game. Right, okay, so that was a short chapter, so we'll continue. So chapter one, three. Hunnigan then contacts Leon. She says, Leon, I'd be able to get some information that might help you. She continues saying apparently there's a religious cult group involved and they're called the Los Illuminados. And Leon says, Los Illuminados, that's a mouthful. It's really not a mouthful. I mean, it's Spanish for the Illuminated. Or the Illuminati. That's the name of the underground movement thingy that rules the world are known as the Illuminati. Yeah, Yeah, Illuminati. But this directly translates to the Illuminated. He says, I've had an unexpected run-in with the big cheese of this village. They love that phrase, the big cheese. The big cheese. I don't know. Maybe it's a... Why doesn't he call him El Grando? I can't think of what the name for Spanish for cheese is. Oh, queso? No. Yeah, queso, I think. Spanish for cheese. Queso. So it'll be gran, grande queso. Yeah, grande queso. Queso grande. Yeah, queso grande. Yeah. Queso grande. Queso grande. Anyway, he's on the phone to Hunnigan. Or on the phone, but on with the screen that he puts up to his ear. That he puts up to his ear, as so he can't see. She then asks if he's okay, and he says, yep, but he could have killed me, but he let me live. And he mentions something about carrying the same blood. Hunnigan ponders this, but Leon moves the conversation forward and says there's more important things than solving riddles right now. Hunnigan tells him that he's right, it's just to hurry up and find the church. So I think this next bit is optional. I know you've done it, and I did it, but if you... You can probably skip it, right? Yeah. So if you, you go back into the bedroom... 
Well, I went back because I am. Um, I want. I don't think I checked everything. I just went straight into the drawer, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't think I checked uh, all of the cabinets or something in that room." Yeah. So I'll go back. Which then triggers a cutscene. Mendez is in the room waiting for Leon. He manages to hit Leon. Uh, he's got this gun drawn, but he fires a shot off, which catches the picture of the leader in the head. So then Mendez walks over to him and stamps on Leon's chest, pinning him to the ground. Just then, some bullets hit Mendez in the back, but he doesn't even doesn't even stare him, doesn't even bother him, does it really? Yeah. Which, I don't know if he's wearing armor or if he's just like meant to be an absolute beast of a man, but he turns around and there's a woman in a red dress hanging outside. Mendez then turns away from Leon and charges at the window. The woman then uses her grappling gun to shoot in the air and Mendez jumps out the window and he's gone. Leon picks up his gun and we are able to take control again. I, I think this must be a bonus scene or something. That Because otherwise, if you just continued straight on... You don't, you, you, I don't would think it, you'd see it. What? I don't think no? so. I'd like to know. I might be able to go back on my saves. I don't know. I'll check it out. I'll try and do it for next week and update the patch notes. How do you mean? If you, so if you if you go past chapter... after If you finish chapter 1-3 and then try to go back, it mightn't happen. No, it just what happens if you just carry on and you just leave it? Well, then you probably never see it. Yeah, probably not. We continue on. We go downstairs, and there's a few things downstairs we can get. There's like a grenade in the cupboard, and there's some money around. Okay, so then there's other things you can do. Um, had you clicked on the bookcases or anything? Maybe, but I didn't know. I don't think I noted anything down. He said, "It looks like the people here carry oh, out yeah. their lives as yeah. ordinary people." Like I'm not sure what he I, means. I by went on the table, and it's like they eat as normal people. They eat as normal people. To eat like normal people. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find the egg in the oven? Open up the oven. There's an egg in the oven. Yes. I mean, who puts eggs in the oven? And, and, and nobody. <laughs> and then did you go into the toilet where there's a jump scare? No. Ah, oh. So there's a, under the stairs. Toilet under the stairs. And then as you go in the toilet, you, you can't really see because of the camera. And then a guy grabs you and you have to you know, bash the buttons. And Leon kicks him in the face and his head explodes. Oh, wow. And then if you click on the toilet, he says, looks like they use toilets. Guess they're at least somewhat civilized. <laughs> Who writes this? Who knows? Anyway, now we can leave via the downstairs. And then when we do, the, a chainsaw starts up. And the guy with the chainsaw then rushes you. I'm assuming it's the guy with the chainsaw from last time. With the sack on his head. Yeah, he's really difficult. Loads of hits. But anyway, you take him down, you get a ruby. Did you take him down and you'd run? No, I took him down and killed him, and I get a big ruby, and that's worth a lot. Yeah. I think the ruby might go... 10,000. Does that not go into the mask? Or into no, the... that's a, it's a gym goes into the mask. It might go into the BS line, I can't remember. No, I don't get it. I think you just sell it, yeah. So we continue down the path, and there's more people to fight, plus some shacks, you know, how it goes. But at the very end, there's a door, and this door has a barrier on it, so you couldn't obviously open it from the other side. If you remove the barrier, it takes you back to the village, but it's now repopulated by plenty of people to attack us. Uh, must be how many? Must be a good 15 people back in the village. I didn't really encounter anyone back in the village. I just, I got the bad music, but I seemed to avoid them and just get out of there. Oh, really? Okay, I ended up fighting everybody, taking them all down, and then running around picking up items. I didn't do any items. Oh, okay. I need to go back there then. See, I didn't have this, I don't think, I didn't have the the treasure map either at this point. Right. Don't think there's any any treasures marked on the map in there, but uh, in the yeah. in the village. But there was further on, like in the um the farm. So we have the insignia key, and we can go to the church. 
And when we use the key and go on the bottom of the church, we come across the first save point area in the music Serenity Place. But there's not much in here, is there? There's a bit of ammo, there's some herbs. I'm talking about herbs, actually. They're a Resident Evil staple. Nope. You said, well, we'll talk about now, I guess. You said that you just discovered the herbs tonight, didn't you, when you played? Yeah, no, I mean, I knew that they healed you, but I didn't know about combining them. Yeah, and I didn't so, know about them increasing your overall health. Yeah, so you get three herbs. You get red, yellow, and green. So green herbs replenish your health. You mix green and red, and it replenishes all your health. But then new to this game, I believe it is, is yellow herbs. Pretty sure in the Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, it was um, red, green, and blue, and blue was like antidote or poison. But I, I think they took that mechanic out, replaced with yellow herbs. So you don't get a lot of health as Leon. No. Should note. But these yellow herbs increase your health. So you can use one and increase your health, but it only increases your health fractionally. How much is fractionally? Oh, a couple of percent. Well, that's still decent enough, I guess. But I think if you mix it with a yellow herb, it might give a couple of more percent again. I basically mix all three and take all three together. Okay. I think that might maximize the um, the effect. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, verify that. Anyway, we move out this room, go down, go out the back of it. The back of it, there's a lantern hanging from the ceiling. If you shoot that, that drops a, a spinel, a spinal. How do you pronounce it? I, I want to know. Spinel, I think. That's how I thought it was. Let's see. Pronunciations. Is it actually a real thing? Looks like it. It's spinel. Yeah, it is spinel. Okay. Then we jump down the hatch. And um, when we jump down the hatch, we move into an underground cavern area. Not much to really see. A couple of boxes, but there's another lantern. And if you shoot that out, there's more spinels in the cavern roof. And there's a merchant at the end. I didn't buy anything from him this time, I don't think. There's some spinels in the roof, but there's also some kind of a headdress. Ah, yes. An elegant headdress. An elegant headdress, yes. So continue on. Buy something for the merchant if you want. And when we go out, it takes us to the graveyard. Now, there's a couple of enemies here. And there's one who hides in a shack to your right-hand side. So you've got to watch out because she can uh, get you when you're, yeah. not, when you're concentrating on somebody else. Get the items from the shack, pick up the items from the enemies, but now it's time to clean up these blue medallions. As soon as I got to 10, I literally ran back to the merchant. Because he actually said, didn't he, if, if you talk to him, I think he said, oh, a reminder, if you get 10 medallions, I'll then sell you something. Oh, I just I just kept going. I just, I didn't go back to him. I went ah, and right. wait, I wait until I got to 15 and then I met a merchant afterwards. Ah, right. Okay. Well, I ran back anyway, and you get the Punisher pistol for free. But it's god-awful, so I sold, sold it back to him straight away. Oh, man. I kept it, and I got rid of my I got rid of my other pistol. Oh, it's fine. You get a better pistol later. Not Even not in a long time, so I wouldn't worry. All right, okay. Um, but the next pistol you get, I think, is the best pistol in the game. What is it? Looks like a, an old-school pistol with a slide magazine that you slide in from the top. Um, okay. It's, it's pretty cool. It, it's pretty powerful as well, so it's worthwhile having. So I took that, and I think upgraded it a little bit. I upgraded my shotgun. It's now a beast. Yeah, I upgraded the shotgun as well, once or twice, but you get better shotguns later. Every weapon you get at the start of the game you get replaced later on, so it's Oh, for, so there's no point in upgrading it. Oh, I thought it's... Okay. In a way, there's no point in upgrading it, but... You might as well just save all your money. I mean, if you know how to get money in this game, you can get money so fast, you know? You can, you can have, like, half a million nearly by this point. Well, not half a million, but, like, 200,000. How? Uh, I'll talk about it a bit more in a bit. Is it farming? Well, it's just normally everything is, really. Okay. Like, And there's a couple of tricks, and I'll tell you a little trick when we get to it, um, which I'd forgotten, to be honest. I haven't used it yet, but I will from now on. In the graveyard, there are some graves, some twin graves with insignias on them. 
and he says, if you interact with it, it says twins must be buried under this grave, but it's a graveyard. So when you got about 30 headstones in, of which three of them are twins. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But anyway, this is clues for a puzzle. So if you push forward, you get to the church and some more enemies come out for us. Not many, five or six. Yeah. Take them out and move on to the church as per the map wants us to. So as Leon approaches the door, he finds out it's locked and calls Honigan. He says the door's locked and can't get in. She jokes with him saying, didn't they teach you how to pick locks at the academy? He then says there's some sort of indentation. That's something I fit inside. And she tells him there's no time to stand around. You have to find some way of getting inside. So that that was really helpful. Thank you. Oh, to what? The police academy is where, that's where he was. I guess so. Police academy 2. How many police academy films were there? Oh, God. Well, it wasn't police academy 7, like police academy in Siberia that had like zero of the original cast. There was a lot of them. There's probably more. The film that has more movies is probably um, Fast and the Furious. Although Die Hard has like seven movies now, doesn't it? Or six or something. Eight films. Police Academy Future. Well, it's not even called. Oh, no. Sorry. Okay. So an eighth installment has been in development hell since 2003. So that'll never, never see like a day in nearly 20 years. No, so the right. last one was um, Police Academy 7, Mission to Moscow. So not Siberia, it was Moscow. Cool. So I'm not even sure if any of the original cast are in that. Oh, yeah, looks like a couple are, according to the... Uh... But who was the main guy? Steve Gutenberg, wasn't it? Wasn't he the first one, the popular guy? The Freemasons made him a star. The Freemasons made him a star. From The Simpsons. You know, where Homer's with the, the Stonemasons. The, sto- oh, the Stonemasons, yeah. Which is not a cough of the Freemasons. Yeah. The boys meant stonecutters. Anyway. We do. We do. <laughs> go around the back of the church and there's a puzzle and it says three family insignias of the dead ringers and there's a dial with seven insignias on it and it can turn clockwise in three or four increments at a time and the goal is to highlight the ones from the graveyard the twins yeah so i did in terms of increments i did three three four four three 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 and that got them all lit and that gives you like a gem doesn't it a green gem Call it cat's eye. Like, ah, it's the cat's eye. That might go on the mask. Something definitely goes on the it mask. It didn't go on the mask because it wouldn't. It just wouldn't combine. Then it must be the beer stein. <laughs> Maybe it is. So we have to push on, and we go down past the church to a giant wooden walkway. A couple of enemies on it, but more importantly, you go into a shack, and if you knife one of the boxes, there's a snake in there. See, I found this was a... I was not expecting a snake. No. this was the first time I'd encountered a snake. Yeah, it's the first snake encounter, isn't it? Yeah. And if you're not quick enough, it, it then bites you. But then it always seems to get caught on something so you can knife it. And then when you knife it, you get an egg. A chicken egg? Yeah, a chicken egg. Well, it's obviously ate a chicken egg, I guess. And then someone put it in a box. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But I've now started opening the boxes by like swiping. And I swipe again straight away just in case. I just swipe and jump back. Okay. If you swipe and swipe again, does it does it kill him? Yeah. And also in the shack is a note. And the note reads, Regarding the two fugitives, the apprehension of Luis is our top priority. The American agent gets a distant second. What Luis stole from us is more important than the girl. Unless we get it back, the girl will become useless to us. We must get it back to execute our plan to the end. If it gets in the wrong hands, the world would become a totally different place than what Lord Sadler had envisioned. So what did he steal? Well, that's it. I hope we find out. I cannot remember for the life of me. Okay. 
At all costs, we mustn't let that happen. Nevertheless, we are not letting go of the girl. To ensure that the agent does not get to her, I have locked the church where the girl is being held. Anyone who needs access to the church must first get approval by Lord Sadler. There is a key beyond the lake, but it should be safe now, now that the Del Lago has been awakened by our Lord. No one will get across the lake alive. Our same blood courses through the agent's veins. It's just a matter of time before he joins us. Once he does, there will be nobody else left that will come looking for the girl. So we move on and you carry on down through another door and we get to like this arena looking place, don't we? Where you can yeah. hear you can hear something roaring behind a door. If you go up to the door, it says it's shut tight, but he can hear something growling. So here's a little money hint. Did you notice there were some crows here? Yes. And what happened? Did you run past them? They flew away. Uh, yeah, I think it just went through them. So if you throw a grenade at them, an incendiary grenade, I think, it kills them all. And there's about, what, 20 crows there? Yeah. They all drop sort of between two and 500 pesetas each. No way. Yeah. Does that work with all crows? All the, the things are crows, yeah. I've not done it yet myself, but I'm sure we've missed two or three sets of crows. Okay. So it's good to know for next time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's easy money. Very easy money, yeah. So if you go into each shack, though, uh, you'll find a couple of items, a bit of ammo, a bit of health, a bit of money. We carry on down, and you don't have to go very far, and there's a set of stairs leading to an insignia door. Through this door, you hear some fish jumping out of the water, and the music serenity starts to play. And we're at the merchant's shop, and it's a pretty well-nicely stacked-out shop, really. Yeah, this is quite cool. It's very peaceful in there. However, there's a typewriter, so although we're halfway through a chapter, it's probably a good time to save and stop for the night. Cool. So how have you found it so far? How are you liking Resident Evil 4? Yeah, I actually quite like it. I did, and again, the camera's annoying, and the camera's gotten me into some positions where I wouldn't have normally wanted to be in, but yeah, other than that, yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Yeah, the story's interesting enough, and, and I mean, it is a decent game. Yeah, yeah, story, story's pretty good. Some burning questions. Who is Luis? What's he got? Are we going to find Ashley? Well, of course, we're going to find Ashley. She's on the uh, the, the front the screen. I would probably put it at the moment as my second favorite game that we've done out of the series. The first being Metal Gear. The first Metal Gear, then this. Then Vagrant Story, and Dino Crisis would be it. Oh, poor Dino Crisis, poor Regina. Well, there could be, you know. But no, I would say that it's probably the second. I mean, they can't, they, I'm not going to say something's better than Metal Gear. There's very few games would be better than Metal Gear. But Fair enough. I don't blame you there. But and but to play wise, I mean for the controls. But I mean, as I said before, I, I wouldn't mind playing, not going back and playing the old ones because if the mechanics are like that. But yeah, uh, and also next week or this week, the HD mod is coming out. So Wednesday. So we're recording this. We record these a week in advance. So today is actually the thirty first. This episode doesn't come out till the seventh. But on so as this as this episode releases the resident evil hd mod came out last wednesday second of february yeah second of feb so we'll have that installed just for some slightly upgraded visuals for next week's episode actually i won't because i've played ahead i've played ahead another chapter you played ahead in our chapter I, i really got into it and i played like two chapters last week when i was when i was making my notes i was like oh man it's so good i'm just gonna play <laughs> cool yeah no i waited i've waited until 
I played enough to do this episode, and then I'm going to put in the. I hope it doesn't get rid of all of my stuff, and then, but I haven't played that much, so it's not a big short go back over. Oh no! I mean, seriously, once you, if you'd had to do this again now, you'd probably do it in like an hour and a half, no problem, probably less. Yeah, you'd do a speed run hour. Short, no better. I would just kill all the crows, collect all the money, save the money for later, um, for when we get the better guns and want to upgrade them to the maximum. Would you like a fact about zombies? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sure I would and the listeners would. And also, because I know that lots of people in Greece listen to us or have in the past, um, the phobia of zombies is called kinomortophobia. So it comes from the Greek word kini, which is obviously, I think, linked to kinetic. So kinetic energy, mm-hmm. so movement, which mm-hmm. means motion, and mortal, which means dead. So it's a phobia of what, where of people are afraid of zombies. Right, okay. Even so though zombies aren't real things. The dead in motion is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kinemortophobia. Kinemortophobia. I'll have to remember that one for the quiz in Easter. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> quiz one. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Okay, well then, um, once again, thanks very much for listening, if you get this far. Um, it's good to be back. We actually got quite a lot of downloads um, with the first episode. You know, it seemed to be a pretty good reception. Um, no one's mentioned on Twitter about the new theme music, but I hope you like it. And we will talk to you next week. Cool. Good night.